The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Hello, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thank you for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. I am said Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is one Mr. Josh Finelli. And we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, and we appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. So uh, I'm going to be per- consistent about this until Mount Bachelor does something. I, don't, I know they don't probably care, but uh, why is it that you have a new chairlift that works like 50% of the time and doesn't really ever work on the weekends? Uh, why do you have a lift that goes to the summit if that lift's never <laughs> going to be open? Um, and I only bring this up because... Uh, I, I started skiing when I was a couple years old or less, and I've skied a lot of places all over the world, and I have never been to a, a mountain anywhere in the world that has, has many mechanical problems as Mount Bachelor. And so what I'm saying is that they're not, they don't exist uh, to the extent that Mount Bachelor tells everybody they, they do. And so they've, it, to me, it's very frustrating that they take advantage it of is. the locals to the extent that they do, and, and it doesn't seem to... It's January 27th, and, Sun, and Summit and Northwest have not been opened once. And, you know, obviously, what? this is a great example of why competition is so important. Mount Bachelor yes. doesn't have competition, right? So they can do what they want, and nobody can really do anything about it. If Mount Bachelor existed in the state of Colorado, they would be out of business because nobody would go there. We need to bulldoze the forest and build a new mountain on South Sister. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. That's the, that's the play. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you want to be part of the show, give us a call. Eight seven. I so my point is, Mount Pastor, can you please get it together? Uh, if you want to be part of the show, give us a call. Eight seven seven six seven zero seven one one seven. Or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. It's quite interesting. How optimistic. How it feels, though, and this is one of those contrarian things possibly, but it feels very much rainbows and butterflies, rainbow unicorns and butterflies, in not only in the, in the capital markets, but also in the U.S. economy. And so it'll be, I, I know there's one guy in Washington, D.C. is very happy about the economic data that continues to come out, um, but we'll see how long it lasts. Uh, U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, were a little bit up, up, up last week, a little bit more than a percent. Uh, U.S. small cap stocks certainly had a good week. They were up a little bit over 2%, depending on what index you looked at. And the international markets, international developed market stocks, so think Japan uh, and Europe, Western Europe, uh, were up 1.5%. In the emerging markets, those stocks traded up 1.3%. So international outperformed U.S. last week, not dramatically, uh, but most of the, mostly risk assets traded higher. Uh, in the bond market, we saw an interesting thing, um, the, the aggregate bond index, so if you think of the sort of broad market index for the bond market, which we call the ag, uh, was mostly unchanged, um, but we saw uh, the interest, the yield curve steepen a little bit more last week. Uh, in in six-month treasury yields, we see a yield of five and quarter percent, a one-year 4.79 percent, 10 years 4.15, and a 30-year is essentially 4.4 percent. So it's going to be interesting to see as the first quarter continues to move forward and we continue to get economic data and uh, we get language from the Federal Reserve, what happens with the yield curve. My guess, and this is certainly a guess, uh, is that the yield curve will continue to normalize and or steepen in the rest of 2024. I don't know what Mr. Finelli thinks about it, but it sure looks like that's going to be the play is the steepening of the yield curve. I think we're get, uh, getting what we talked about last week, which was a little bit of uh, rising yields on the long end uh, in conjunction with declining yields on the front end, which is exactly what we want to see uh, as opposed to, you know, sort of that 
immediate and drastic cutting uh, on inverting the curve. Well, we were getting like barbell effect where like yep. the, each end was going up and the middle was staying put. Uh, gold was mostly unchanged, $2,016 an ounce, and oil was up 6.5% last week. I don't know how I didn't notice that. I was, I was doing the data for the show, and I was like, whoa, what happened with the price of oil last week? But it traded up 6.5% last week at 78 bucks a, a barrel. And I don't, you know, other than the situation in the Middle East, which isn't, isn't new, I, I couldn't really figure out why the, why the price of oil shot up so much in, in five days. Uh, so the big news for the market, at least last week, was the Fed's favorite inflation gauge, which is the Core Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, say that five times fast, or the PCE for short. It increased by two-tenths of a percent in the month of December and was 2.9% higher uh, from a year ago. Um, and so the, that's certainly good news. The inflation data continues to move in the right direction and move towards the Federal Reserve's target of 2%. Uh, and so what does that mean? Now the Fed, I, I think because inflation is moving in the right direction, the market is saying, okay, Mr. Federal Reserve, uh, now it's time to cut interest rates. And uh, just in my opinion, just because uh, inflation has rolled over and is moving in the right direction, that does that shouldn't be the only indicator they look at to to cut rates. When you look at the rest of the economy, going back throughout history, nothing about the U.S. economy would indicate that the Fed should be cutting rates. But we're going to talk more about that next segment. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I would say one of the things you know when when I talk to people or when you ask, you see these interviews with the the layperson on the street, uh, and they talk about inflation as being such a problem. Inflation has certainly rolled over, and so the year-over-year prices increases have stopped. But the reason you all feel so like inflation is such a big deal in your life is because of how much in inflation has increased over the last two and a half years. So essentially, prices for goods and services are 25% higher than they were two and a half years ago, uh, which is a very short you period just, of time. Which is across the board ded deduction in the standard of living. I mean, that's the reality for most people. Well, and, and so... It's why inflation, like, you know, you don't think of it as the boogeyman, but for central bankers, inflation is the boogeyman because of the effect it has in the economy. The one good news is that uh, the consumer is obviously feeling really good. They're spending money. Um, the one good news is that wages right now for the last uh, eight months have been rising faster than inflation. And so uh, that hasn't happened since Bill Clinton was president. I don't know that it will persist, but because that in itself is an inflationary uh, statistic. So, like I said, the consumer is feeling really good. Consumer sentiment index is, is off the charts. Um, you know, I think w if you ask most people whether they're in the investment business or not, the economy is certainly stronger than anybody would have predicted at this point in the cycle. Uh, lastly, Josh, uh, we have a little bit ways through uh, fourth quarter earnings. What does that look like so far? About 125, comp uh, 125 companies out of the S&P 500 have reported 78% uh, beat rate, so a little bit lower than uh, we've looked at over the last week. But earnings have grown 4.9% over this quarter last year. Top line a little bit worse, 2.7%. But, uh, you know, pretty pretty buoyant earnings, really. I mean, sort of mixed here over the last couple of days, just with Intel missing uh, dramatically. But, uh, and of course, Tesla, some of the names that are talked about the most on the news have uh, been utterly destroyed on weak guidance going forward. And that's uh, what the market is sort of focusing on, not rewarding the beats as much uh, from a price appreciation standpoint as you would normally see, because guidance is what matters, of course. Uh, and guidance has been pretty mixed relative to each industry. But overall, really good earnings season so far. Stocks need great earnings to grow into the valuations they're at. Yeah, I was going to say that the reason I think the challenge for stock prices to go materially higher is that the expectations are already built into stock prices. Yeah. And so, like you said, earnings have to continue to grow um, because we have higher interest rates. Higher interest rates historically mean lower multiples. And but so it, the only way to support the higher stock prices is earnings growth. And importantly, like a theme that we touched on last week, you're sort of seeing a return to you know the co annual culling, at least in the corporate world. Uh, Google announcing layoffs this week. 
you know, the Bay Area has dealt with a pretty substantial number of layoffs so far year to date. And I think earnings growth is going to be driven by increased corporate efficiency uh, going forward as well. And not so much uh, the explosion in uh, spending that we saw during the the preceding couple of years. Yeah. Payrolls at U.S. corporations are way bloated and can be cut and have no impact on the business, but certainly have an impact on earnings. All right. If you would like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get that scheduled. The number here, 800-743-0988, or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about the era of easy money, and it's finally over, hopefully. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, desert wonderland and you like to be outside the ben factory stores have what you need for the central oregon outdoor lifestyle make a bold statement and save up to 70 percent every day over 20 famous brand names like columbia nike and pendleton and locals like learning express toys runway fashion exchange and cascade mattress and bedroom furniture shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted great buys that reflect your personality tired of wearing the same old things want a new look Runway Fashion Exchange is just the ticket. Their expert buyers will pay you cash for your gently used teen and young adult fashions. And their store is full of great values on the latest styles. Mix and match for a whole new look while you save a bunch of money. Runway Fashion Exchange makes getting a whole new look easy and fun. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. About 100 years ago, Bend started up as a lumber town with mostly small wooden homes built to shelter the mill workers. Today, it's a bustling city of startups and established businesses with a tremendous variety of homes built to enjoy the outdoor lifestyle. For more than a half of that century, Duke Warner Realty has been here to help people buy and sell those homes. Family owned and operated since 1967, Duke Warner has a team of brokers who know the community and the market inside out. With many decades of expertise in the Central Oregon area, we're your friends and neighbors who believe that combining old-fashioned hard work with the newest technologies gives you the competitive edge. We'll walk you through the listings, the comps, the offers, the counteroffers, the inspections, the escrow, the closing. We'll even walk you through the walkthrough until finally the celebration. So if you're ready to move now or anytime in the next hundred years, contact Duke Warner Realty because when it comes to real estate, you can't fake experience. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800 266-9102 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-266-9102. That's 800-266-9102. What do you have to lose? Call 800-266-9102. Again, 800-266-9102. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. 
Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. If you want to send for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a, a short video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets and how that affects your money. So get, to get added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. It is the only thing that we will send you. Uh, so Barron's last week, uh, and I say that Barron's, um, if you're going to read one thing uh, about the financial markets, Barron's is the one to read. It comes out every Saturday. Uh, and so if you're going to read one thing, it's the best summation of what's going on in the capital markets and maybe some of the things you should be doing about it. And so Barron's is a good one. Uh, but they had an article last week. Uh, annuity sales set a record in 2023. Recession fears and interest rates played a role. Uh, annuity sales posted a, a record year in 2023, the second consecutive high record, on, uh, according to the trade group Limra, uh, which attributed much of the surge to increasing interest rates. Uh, all Overall annuity sales last year were $385 billion, up 23% from the previous year, and the previous year was a record as well. And so I'm bringing this up because annuities are, are sold, not bought. Not a single person in the history of me doing this has ever come to our office and said, I want to buy an annuity. It doesn't happen. Uh, And so all of the people out there that own annuities were sold those annuities by a salesperson, a financial salesperson. And so um, I I would just tell you when markets become volatile, uh, when there's uncertainty, that's when the salespeople use that as an opportunity to sell you an annuity. Again, the people that make money, in the annuity business are the people selling them and the people that create them, not the people that buy them because they're oh so expensive. Well, and you had the even better sales premise of, oh, look at these brand new higher rates that we can guarantee you and that in conjunction with all the uncertainty. Very fertile environment to sell product. They're just very expensive. They're tax bombs at death. They don't get a step up. Uh, just be very, there are there are like one in a million cases where it makes sense to buy an annuity. There are certain kind of annuities, like an immediate annuity, which in some cases makes some sense. But for the you know what's happening out there is variable annuities and index annuities are being sold, uh, and the commissions on these are huge. They have surrender penalties, all this stuff. Um, before we talk about the easy money situation. Um, uh, Charlie Bellello from Creative Planning put out a really cool chart uh, looking, and, and I'm bringing this up for everybody out there that talks about the demise of the U.S. dollar, right? So if you go on some of these conservative outlets and you and you hear about the demise of the U.S. dollar, you need to own gold and crypto and all of these things uh, that are not dollar denominated. I'm looking at a chart of every single currency in the world over a 10-year period against the dollar. And only one currency was up against the U.S. dollar over the last 10 years, and that's the Swiss franc. So every single other currency uh, around the world, and if I look at the G20 currencies, um, you know, some of them, obviously, the peso in Argentina was down 99%, Turkish lira down 92 Russian ruble down 62 uh, Brazilian, Brazilian real down 50%. So, you know, everybody wants, even the, you know, you look at the British pound is down 23% against the dollar. You look at the euro, euro down 21% against the dollar over the last decade. So the dollar's demise is not happening. And so this is why when we talk about, when I talk about on the show, you know, if you can predict what you're going to think about something based on somebody, what other people think, that's an ideology. Think for yourself, people. Do the work on yourself. Don't just read something on Facebook and take that as truth. This is truth. Like, this is what the U.S. dollar has done against every major currency around the world. The dollar is not – there's no demise of the dollar. The dollar is – getting stronger and so this idea that you know you listen to some doofus pundit telling you that the opposite is happening do the work like don't just take the doofus's word uh and and you can go online and look at this look at 10-year returns of the u.s dollar versus every currency and you will see the data and it will become from a reputable source so do the work (laughs) you want to say you have something to say about that i mean i'm probably come off sounding like Kind of a douche. <laughs> say it. Let's hear what you. Let's hear what you have to say. No, well, I, I you know, I, the the you're, gold you, bugs all. You're mad because you're crypto. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, you know, as long as the United States is the preeminent global military power, you know, no, no one ever comes up with the actual alternative reserve currency that it's going to be, right? And that you know, 
even when you look at like the relative political stability no, of that's Europe, politics in general they, yeah. t- they say they tell you all the problems but they don't tell you a solution no and of course but it's that's the heuristic that you know, people get really afraid the loss aversion thing comes in and uh it's the reality is very different yeah, but the answer is the dollar. Like, it's clear. The answer is the dollar. Everything else is just noise. Like, you're, you're, you're being led down the ridiculous path. And so think for yourself is my point. And so much of the show is like, don't just take some pundit on Facebook. That's not, a, that's not an oxymoron, bringing by the way. In, bringing in, like, the Buffettism, betting against American business has just never been a winning bet. And in our lifetimes or my kids' lifetimes, I don't think it will be either. Betting against American general has been a losing bet so far. All right, so... Uh, one of the guys that we follow um, pretty closely, you know, that's been around a long, long time. He started in the business in 1969. His name is Howard Marks. Uh, he, he runs uh, Oak Tree Capital in Southern California. It's a distressed debt firm that's been around a long, long time. They manage a ton of money. Most of it's institu- institutional. Um, and so he writes these things um, called memos that he put out to the clients, but then they, they made them public. And so you can go on Oak Tree's website and, and look for, for Howard Marks memos. And, th- you know, there's all of them are on there. You can print off PDF, which is what we do. Uh, and the most recent one he wrote in uh, the beginning of January was called Easy Money. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a long, I mean, it's how many pages is this thing? It's double size, 15 pages long. Um, and so he... You know, I, what I like about it is he looks at history and he, he looks at real data. But he, he read a couple books. Um, two, of, they were they were both written by Edward Chancellor. One is uh, "Devil Take the Hindmost: A History of Financial Speculation," and the more recent one that he read is "The Price of Time." The real story of interest rates, um, and it's just a history of interest rates and central bank behavior. And so. The point of him quoting those two books and talking about those two books is he looked at the easy money in the United States for the last decade and a half plus, essentially since the global financial crisis, right? And so uh, we went to emergency monetary policy and on and off, but it was mostly zero interest rate policy over that period. Um, and and one of the reasons that there's so much political unrest uh, is because of this zero interest rate policy, because all of the politicians and everybody in the U.S. says, what's wrong with having low interest rates? It's like, what, what's the downside? You know, Trump would be like, lower interest rate. What's the downside? Um, because assets like stocks and real estate are disproportionately held by rich people, uh, zero interest rate policy way, I mean, help those people uh, and help the largest spike in wealth inequality in the history of the United States. Uh, this huge economic gap is the big probably the biggest problem the U.S. faces uh, and is a, a big reason for the political divisiveness in this country. Low interest rates. Uh, induce optimistic behavior and lay the groundwork for the next crisis. And so it, it, it elicits bad capital allocation decisions. We have all these zombie businesses here in the United States that shouldn't well, exist. He cites, he cites Hayek, which malinvestment is the best word for it because, it, you know, when we talk about this all the time, but a, a project with a net present value of a dollar is worth it. it. And it rewards leverage and it also rewards stupid risk-taking, and when the stupidest participants in markets are the ones that succeed the most, that is a perverse incentive structure. Yeah, so we've we've had it for a decade and a half, and hopefully it's over. Uh, but, you know, people are calling for zero rates again. All right, if you'd like to be part of the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your emails, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
The Bend Winterfest, presented by Boss Mortgage, returns to the Old Mill District this February 16th through 18th. Tickets are on sale now. Welcome back, the Northwest's largest winter festival. You'll find ice carving, fire sculptures, and a new massive light art area presented by Mount Bachelor. And this year, take a winter carnival ride. Do the hot cocoa run for adults with a splash of Crater Lake Spirits, or the kids can get warm with a marshmallow run. Bring the kids to the tented Lanza Children's Space featuring Omsi and ride the merry-go-round on the Oregon Music Stage Friday night. Get ready for Hell's Bells and Precious Bird. Get down Saturday with hip-hop sensation Chingy. Don't miss out. Discount tickets are on sale now at bendwinterfest.com. Additional sponsors include 10 Barrel Brewing, Chevrolet of Bend, OregonHealthcare.gov, Realty One Group Discovery, San Juan Seltzer, TDS, Simplicity by Hayden Homes, The Source Weekly, The Old Mill, The River House, and Combined Communications. Hey, there's a lot of cool stuff out here. Where are you? In Wilson's Furniture Warehouse. There's too much stuff. One of a kind, discontinued models, and old furniture friends. Looks like we need to sell our furniture and mattress floor models to make room for the new 2024 products. Well, why don't we offer up the sweetest deals of the year and empty the place out? Perfect. The clearance sale is on at Wilson's of Redmond. Save hundreds of dollars, even thousands on mattresses, sofas, love seats, sectionals, and recliners. Cocktail tables, end tables, over 700 accessories, up to 50% off. Wilson's clearance sale is on now. Special financing and always free delivery. See store for details. The sooner you shop, the better the selection. It's on at Wilson's of Redmond. It's gotta go. Better get in. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Keep it hello since 1962. Hi, it's Mike for Highline Homes, where we know there's nothing more exciting than the promise that a brand new year can hold for you and your family. It's just the kind of excitement that many Highline Homes families have already experienced for themselves. We're totally happy with the house. Check out floor plans and virtual tours right now at HighlineHomes.com. Whether you've built a home before or you're brand new to the process, the Highline Homes team is with you every step of the way. Everything went to as planned. H-I-L-I-N-E-Homes.com. Oregon CCB 181069. Homes. On your lot on time, Bill Wright. Winter may be getting colder. Cold enough for you? But things are heating up at Indian Head Casino. What? What are you talking about? It's Indian Head Casino's $192,000 snow be the money giveaway. Outside seems to be snowing cash and prizes at Indian Head Casino. We've never seen anything like it. Here we go. Win your share of $20,000 every Friday and Saturday. Earn entries now. Plus, there's the $55,000 Snow Me the Keys giveaway, where you can drive away in a brand new Ford F-150 from TSS4. Drawing Sunday, February 25th. It's Indian Head Casino's $192,000 Snow Me the Money giveaway. This is quite exciting. Win your share of $20,000 every weekend. And maybe even a new Ford F-150. Cool. Press warm. Win big at Indian Head Casino, where winners play. Total cash prices in January and February. See the Players Club for details. We gather together in communities across the nation to remember and honor, to celebrate and support, to light the night. We are LLS, and when we walk, cancer runs. Find your local event at lightthenight.org. The local burger is back at the iconic Pine Tavern. For the month of January, enjoy an Oregon-grown grass-fed beef burger for $5. Available in the bar Tuesday through Thursday starting at 5 p.m. Enjoy the $5 local burger at the Pine Tavern. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. Uh, If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a fabulous video on the 15th and 30th of every month where we talk about the markets and how that affects mostly our clients' money, but uh, you don't have to be a client to be added to that list. So if you want to get added to our e-newsletter list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. A little box will pop up, and you can put your info in there, and that's the only thing. We're, we're investing heavily in our production quality on <laughs> yeah. YouTube. 
Yeah, we've so, added a subscribe button and an intro logo. And the disclosure is it gonna is the is the production that we're um, including gonna make me look better? Yeah, I don't think so because now we have a better camera, like a four whatever it's called camera, and that's gonna really make me look worse. Okay, I talked about this last time. This is under the title "Capitalism versus Communism." A decade ago, most many investors uh, were were definitely enamored with China as an investment opportunity. They were looking past their communist system of government uh, and all the evils and restrictions of personal freedom that came along with it. Growth was all that mattered, it was said, and the lo- largest population of the world, China, was a market you needed to be invested in. Fast forward to today. And the narrative has certainly changed. (laughs) Chinese stocks, uh, as measured by the FXI ETF, have declined 23% over the last decade. So in in 10 years, that stock market is down 23%. Uh, Well, obviously, the SPY uh, ETF has more than tripled. And the gap between technology stocks, which you would think would be actually closer, is actually more. the, uh, if you look at the two countries' tech stocks, U.S. tech stocks is measured by the XLK, uh, is up over six times or 600%, while the Chinese tech stocks, CQQQ, are down 11% over that decade. So, um, you know, all of you that are talking about wanting a dictator uh, in the White House, go live in China for a while or, or go to Cuba or, you know, go to these places where they do have a dictator and see how that goes for you. If you're successful, they'll just take your business and throw you in jail. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you, you know, the idea that I, I'm like, where, what happened to my sweet country that, you know, it, we had all this greatest generation fight these dictators. Uh, now we have these yahoos calling for dictators, which I'm not sure what happened to this sweet country of ours here, but hopefully, uh, Hopefully, cooler, smarter heads will persist. We'll see. I know that the crazies have very are very vocal, and I blame it on Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. Josh sent me an awesome chart. Um, it 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 it's a, the title of it is it's not a new crisis. It's the same crisis, but it keeps getting bigger. And what it's showing is um, what the central bank, so our central bank, the Federal Reserve, and uh, the Treasury have been doing with their money over the last. Uh, since 2002, um, and it's in crazy. So, you know, the Fed's balance sheet, so it essentially be nothing, and the Treasury shouldn't be expanding their balance sheet either, buying securities. Uh, but when you look at the Fed's balance sheet, um, you know, g- going back to 2002, it was less than a, a trillion dollars, and now uh, it's approaching, uh, you know, it's just under $9, $9 trillion. It's, well, it's go- gone down. And the highlight of that is, Remember back in 2022, in March of 2022, the Federal Reserve was still buying mortgage-backed securities, and they still own over $3 trillion worth. And it's just astonishing when you think about like the impact of that relative to everything else, just because all of those people out there, myself included, that are going to enjoy these ultra-low, artificially low mortgage rates for decades, conceivably, just uh, if they keep in their, stay in their house – the indirect tax that is on people that don't weren't actually on the ladder at the time over time it's it's really dramatic yeah and, and this is this is a, another example of like you know there's consequences to behaviors in markets like but that, if that any, alone was like the biggest juice that they could have ever given because you set you set these consumers up almost in perpetuity by giving by handing them handing them that rate but, for the duration of their of their own you know ownership experience of a home the idea that there's you know free lunch in the investment world is is a fallacy like there is no free lunch there's a consequence to all these things it, you know this this behavior by the central bank and the federal reserve uh was like trying to treat a heroin addict with cocaine it just it, you know it just didn't work and and the the federal reserve and you know our central bank and our treasury was never supposed to be this active in the capital markets. We haven't had the amount of emergencies you would have think we would have had uh, over the last 20 years uh, b- based on what the Fed was doing. But, you know, like Josh said, in 2022, when asset prices were ripping higher, they were still in an emergency monetary stance. It was just the stupidest thing. Like, what were the central bankers thinking? And why is there any confusion about why there was, there was so much inflation in the system? It was, and so, you know, everybody wants to talk about it was 
Donald Trump's fault or is Joe Biden's fault. It's the central bank, people. The central bank, all of this inflation and all of these things that you're complaining about and pointing to this president or that, it's the central bank. It's not the president. The president has no... It has no say over the direction of interest rates. All right, let's talk about, or let's take some email questions. Um, Josh, what do you think about this? This is a good one. Uh, Gary, does, Gary doesn't say where he's from, but he says, uh, I've heard the rule of thumb that you take 100, subtract your age, and that's the amount of money you should have in bonds. For example, I'm 58 years old, so, so should I have 58% of my investment account in bonds? What do you guys think? Well, so the genesis of that rule of thumb was from Jack Bogle, right? And, yeah, the, yeah, the founder of Vanguard. And, you know, I think... <laughs> when interest well, rates yeah, were normal. The reality of, like, <laughs> when that rule was coined, it was a very different environment, and it had been for known history, really. So, but it's all situationally specific, and, you know, just by virtue of experience, like, a lot of our clients that are octogenarians or, you know, even approaching 100... Many of them could never even conceivably touch their principal or nest egg and uh, live off of a very small percentage of what they actually own uh, or have invested with us. And their intention is not to live off their own portfolio or even preserve it. It's actually to invest it for their ultimate beneficiaries or even their beneficiaries' beneficiaries. And so that rule to me is way too simplistic. And I've heard it quoted to me a couple times lately from people that were – uh, ultimately going to be the beneficiaries of our current clients. And the only reason that they thought the rule was applicable is because they want certainty around the number that they're ultimately going to inherit. And they had absolutely no appreciation for what their parents had done to accrue the balances that they had. So I look at it and it means nothing to me. It's an invalid rule that's now moot uh, based on you know the market and interest rates and also, but I just think there's not a lot of validity relative to individual investors either because everyone's purpose is very different. Yeah. So, I mean, I, well, you know, uh, let's back up and say that Jack Bogle, the founder of Vanguard, who came up with this sort of rule of thumb, uh, has done more for the individual investor than anybody in the history of investing. So it, when he talked about it, remember, interest rates in the bond market were substantially higher. So, you know, you could get 6% with relatively safe bonds in your bond portfolio. And so, uh, you know, and he was talking to do-it-yourselfers. And so the one thing Jack Bogle understand was that the success for most people in investing has to do with their behavior, not picking great investments, meaning staying invested in the market through market cycles, through bear markets. And so he knows, just like we know, uh, that most investors panic when, when we're in a bear market. And so in order to alleviate that, his thought was, well, if you, I can re- tell people this rule and that will help reduce their volatility in their portfolio, their chances of staying invested in the market are greater. And like, you know, Josh, that, you know, the, the, it's harder to talk about the rule today because interest rates are lower. Um, but we think about all of everybody's situation very differently. And so when he was talking about the, this rule, uh, there wasn't a big distinction between the returns in the bond market, really, and the stock market. I mean, there was, there's been periods, long, long periods, when, when bonds have outperformed stocks in this country's history. And so, you know, he was talking about it armed with that knowledge. And so I think, you know, there, there's probably some validity to the rule because for a lot of the do-it-yourselfers, their alternative is not to invest at all. So, you know, Gary, if you are already an investor and understand stocks and the long-term prospects for stocks, then the rule probably doesn't apply to you. But for these sort of people that don't know where to even start from an asset allocation, how much they should have in bonds versus stocks, I think there is some validity to the rule because Josh and I still meet people that, you know, come to our office that are your age, Gary, and have never invested in the stock market. And truthfully, they make us nervous because if you've never experienced a stock market decline, um, they can be very scary. You know, if you have a million bucks and your account goes down 10%, which is normal, it goes down 10% every year, the stock market, that's a hundred grand for a lot of people that can be uh, very traumatic. All right. Thanks for that question, Gary. If you want to be part of the show, call us 877-670-7117, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we talk about rules-based investing and why it's so darn important. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. 
Hunting for a new place to live in Bend? Want amenities like a modern kitchen, attached garage, washer dryer? Put Alpine Meadows Townhomes on your list of places to see. Alpine Meadows Townhomes, quiet and affordable. With one, two, or three bedroom floor plans, you'll find the space you want and call it home. Alpine Meadows Townhomes. See them online, then call for a personal showing. 541-330-0719. Conveniently located on Northeast 6th in Bend. When you think about family and home, hopefully it brings back some wonderful memories. That's what Mountain Glen Apartments are all about, making new memories for your family. When you call Mountain Glen home, you'll enjoy a modern designer kitchen with plenty of counter space and storage. Choose from one, two, or three-bedroom homes on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Mountain Glen, where memories are made. Find them online, Mountain Glen Apartments. Then call for a personal showing, 541-383-9313. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Get ready for winter with proven gear at Columbia Factory Store. Shop today to save up to 70% off clearance during Columbia Sportswear semi-annual clearance event. Shop fleece, base layers, winter boots, and find your favorite down jacket to stay cozy outdoors. Columbia Factory Store has what you need for up to 70% less. No coupon necessary for in-store offer. No additional discount applied. Shop Columbia Factory Stores today. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory Stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-266-9102 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-266-9102. That's 800-266-9102. What do you have to lose? Call 800-266-9102. Again, 800-266-9102. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, you can call our office to get one of those meetings scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let us know you want a free retirement review. So I have a couple of things. So, you know, if you listen to the show often, you realize that Josh and I are big proponents of indexing. Uh, We know that over time, if you index your investments uh, in high quality, low cost index funds, uh, that's how you're going to be a successful investor or more successful than if you picked active funds or if you're picking individual stocks. And so if you think back to uh, a stock that was, and it still is, uh, essentially a cult stock uh, in Tesla, uh, you know, you think back about and it's and it's a fabulous performer. So I don't want to take away from the stock returns over the last five years and 10 years in Tesla. It still handily beats the market. But I think what has happened over the last three years is the, the S&P's advantage, inevitable advantage uh, is taking hold. And investors are finally realizing 
that Tesla is in fact a car company and the car business is terrible. We've had 362 car companies here in the United States and every single one of them except for two have gone bankrupt and that is Tesla and Ford. And so, uh, but even still, Ford has been a terrible investment uh, over the years, especially if you compare it to the S&P. So what I'm looking at uh, is a chart uh, over the last three years uh, uh, comparing Tesla to, to this different asset classes. Uh, and so the S&P over the last three years is up 27% uh, or so. Small caps value up 23%, sm you know, on and on and on. Uh, over the last three years, Tesla is down 34%. And so... Uh, you know, I don't know what the future holds. I think but Tesla it, got added to the S&P like December of 2020. Or yeah, right, right about yeah. when this charts. So, but gun to my head, you know, Tesla or the S&P uh, over the next decade, it's an easy one. Well, and, you know, you could go back and look at the history of these cult stocks and the market and the market always finds a new shiny object and like. It did. Well, it's, it's not, called Nvidia. Yeah, but but Nvidia at least Nvidia like can somewhat justify the fact that it's such a big company, not to the extent that yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, but I mean it's just more like the attention shifts to a new name and But but you have to admit like at some point the other thing that's called economics and investors understanding that the car business is a terrible business. Nvidia is in a great business, especially if you think about the next decade. And so there's just some justification. I mean, I'm not going to justify It's not a car company. It's a Distributed energy company yeah, with yeah. technology. Okay, bro. keep believing that. Yeah, because and you look at the average price of a, a Tesla car keeps coming down. Like the, everything about the business, the realization that it's a, in fact a car company is coming, you know, coming to fruition. You know, Hertz got rid of their whole Tesla fleet. So, uh, you know, it it is the realization I think by investors. You know, if you if you ask the Kathy Woods, they, she still thinks it's that the best is yet to come. But uh, the reality of the economics of the car well, business. You know, you are know, coming home to roost. You know your boy was right about one thing. Which boy is that? Mr. Trump. Oh. When he had a famous, I thought you meant Elon. He had a famous quote where he said, you know, the first, the first 10 minutes of driving an electric car are the best. And after that, it totally sucks. And it's so true. Anyone that's I don't even remember one, the first 10 minutes being good. No. It's, well, it's a, they're the best. And then after that, it's a constant, I didn't like any part of it. No, I hate it. And yeah. I've rented an electric car via Hertz. And I am very thankful that they're getting rid of all of them because they totally suck. Yeah, for now. You're going to be forced at some point to drive one. <laughs> but that's going to be the Jetson age when you're flying around. Okay, Mr. Finale, one of the th reasons – if you so one of the things uh, that make successful investors successful around the world, you know, you look at the different in successful investors, uh, one of the commonalities amongst all of them is that they follow some version of rules-based investing. So they don't follow the same rules. It's that they have rules that they stick to no matter what the market is doing. So you look at the Warren Buffetts of the world. You look at the Jim Simons of the world. Uh, you look at the guy from Bridgewater. You look at Howard Marks at Oakmark. You look at George Soros. You look at these guys that have unbelievably great track records from an investment standpoint. And the one thing that they all have in common is that they practice some sort of rules-based investing. Now, George Soros's rules are different than Jim Simons and, and different than Warren Buffett's and different than Charlie Munger's. Uh, but as long as they have sound rules and they stick to them, uh, that is going to produce uh, great returns over time. And so, Josh, please explain to our listeners what we mean by rules-based investing, and then we can give some examples, in, at least in our practice, and how we institute our rules. Well, I mean, I think you know the sage of Omaha would say, like, the most common thing among successful investors is an intelligence an experience definitely helps but it's not or intuition isn't the most common you know isn't the most common thing either it's discipline and rules bring you discipline and they sort of the goal of rules is to try to you know remove fear and greed and get rid of the noise and because that's what ultimately drives those untimely buys and sells and you know your pride leaves pride leaves you to rationalize losses and hopes makes you hold on to things longer than you should have but uh, rules don't just prevent disaster. They just represent this consistent approach to making profits and protecting yourself. And rules, rules help you do the really hard thing when it's really hard. Yeah, which, you know, that rule could be, you know, a threshold-based rule. So, you know, you're going to buy stocks based on a percentage sell-off in the market, which would make you feel like you're catching a falling knife, but you get the discipline to do it instilled in you by the rule or at the same token, you know, you could have a threshold-based rule on the upside where, you know, the S&P was up 
27 percent back uh, in 2020 or 2021 rather and you sold uh, to reduce risk in your portfolio uh, even though you know that percolating greed was afflicting us all because watching that number go up every week feels really good and it sort of imbues you with the idea that you're smart and you know what you're doing uh, and so, you start to extrapolate you know, the, the near history into the future. So we have rules here at Northwest Quadrant and so explain like in March of 2020 and then in December of 21 the rule, what the rule, our rules forced us to Well, make. those are threshold-based rules which you know, meant like our, the percentage of stocks that we owned relative to bonds had grown way out of proportion. And, and this uh, is in, in 2021. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was a time where we rebalanced and went and bought bonds. And remember, back in 2021, rates hadn't gone up yet. So we were effective. And at the time, we only owned treasuries. So effectively, we were selling uh, assets that had done very well and buying something that had done nothing. Uh, and it looked kind of silly for a little while after we did it. And then, you know, it wasn't with the, with knowledge of rates going up or anything like that. It was simply just because uh, those percentages had deviated way more uh, than we wanted them to. Conversely, back in March of 2020, you know, stocks were down 34% in something like 18 trading days. Uh, it really felt brutal buying in early March uh, of 2020 because stocks continued to go down for a few days. Uh, and we definitely got some angry calls, but the only reason we uh, had the ability to make that significant rebalance and purchase of stock during that time is because of the rule that we created and the discipline that it enforced. So the rules help us do the right thing when it's really hard to do and take our emotion out of the equation. And we, in both cases, our rules make us, made us look like geniuses. And I promise you that Josh and I are not geniuses, just ask our wives. Uh, what, what is genius is that we have the rules in place and that we follow them and that helps us uh, do the right thing when it's really hard to do it. And so, you know, you out there listening, some of you that do it yourself, or if you have an advisor, ask your advisor, what are the rules around how you invest your, uh, my money? Most of them don't actually invest your money. They outsource it. But uh, rules-based investing, if you look at the most successful investors, you know, Josh and I aren't going to reinvent the atom. We look at who's done it really well for a long period of time. And the commonality amongst all these great investors is having some sort of rules-based investing. Josh and I came up with our own rules. You're going to have to come up with your rules. But over time, it works. Uh, all right. If you want to be part of the show, call us, 877-670-7117, or email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about some asset classes that you should not own in your portfolio. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 